0: Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire, but beware, this podcast is haunted.
1: Good afternoon, Jen.
0: Good, good summer hiatus, Kate. That's right. That's right. We're breaking into the summer hiatus with this very special episode. That's right. We have uh, Sean and Sinead uh, Persaud of the Shipwreck Comedy Crew. Um, they are writers and actors and multi talented people. Uh, Shipwreck Comedy, if you haven't heard of it, um, they produ- have produced um, such projects as Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party, The Case of the Gilded Lily, American Whoopee, Kissing in the Rain, A Crypt Miss Carol, A Telltale Vlog, and Little v- 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 Women. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's right it does the, it does the two V's like the witch. that's that's me implying the spelling. Anyway, welcome to the show. We are so
1: glad you guys could be here. Thank you for taking time out of your afternoon to be here with us.
2: Thank you for
3: having Hi. us. Yeah
1: this is awesome.
0: So you are a brother and sister pair, um, not married, brother and sister. Um, so <laughs> why don't, uh so why don't you start out by um, telling us a little bit? about yourselves, um, how you got started doing this. um, What's it like working with your sibling that kind of thing? Yeah, wow. There's a
3: start um, in 1990 something. uh, (laughs) And (laughs) we were small. Yeah, Sean and I have been making things together since we were kids. Um, I believe Sherlock Sinead was our first project on a VHS cam Mm -hmm. where we would solve, uh, we would, Film short videos of me solving crimes for my Beanie Babies, and Sean would, you know, Incredible. edit them in camera editing and do credits for them.
2: Well, and they are
1: worth nothing now. Yes. Yeah. The uh, Beanie Babies, uh, Beanie Babies. The films. Yeah. Disagree. Disagree. <laughs> Heartily disagree on all fronts.
3: <laughs> then uh, Sean ended up. You. You went to. We've always been very artsy growing up. Sean mm-hmm. ended up going to school for pre med because. Uh, our dad is Indian and he assumes you are going to go to school for Mm pre-med and (laughs) and that was not what you wanted to do.
2: Yeah, it was, it was rough. I hated it. I hated it. And then, um. But I I broke him I guess because you then went to school you went yeah. to Tish
3: I got to go to Tish for, for <laughs> my TV production because Sean my dad was like all right I guess it doesn't work to force your children to yeah. do things so you can go to art school that's that's youngest sibling energy and I appreciate it and so um, we Sean ended up moving to LA to become an actor and then after NYU I moved out and met him out here and I wanted to be a writer and. I had a bunch of sketches and ideas left over from NYU. And so Sean and I kind of came together and decided to produce one. Uh, It was a short sketch about Edgar Allan Poe buying Girl Scout cookies. It is like two minutes long. And from there, we just kind of were like, this is fun.
1: Um, So you joined him out in California. You guys started creating, uh, you did a short together. And then how did things escalate from there?
3: well i it was that time of the internet where i believe lizzie bennett diaries was on mm-hmm. literary web series was like starting mm-hmm. to become a thing
2: yeah um there were like the the world of youtube and vidcon was like very exciting and it still wasn't it was still like a sort of a wild west where anybody could could break in and mm-hmm. and do you know do stuff they that, that became uh, became a thing. Right now, it k- kind of seems like it's sort of, um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it now, but yeah. back then it was just like a- it's
3: trending out, but <laughs> yeah. it was trending in then. And so yeah. we took the Edgar Allan Poe idea and try to expound upon that and make it like a literary, a really short literary vlog series, just to sort of get in the door that way. And from there, we were kind of like, well, we want to set ourselves apart We like doing literary and historical things because of like our upbringing and that's just kind of our interests. But we also really wanted to make like high quality stuff. So it made it a lot harder because we were like, in order to, I, I personally speaking, don't think I'm funny enough to do this sort of like TikTok in my house and I'm just hilarious and I'm a character and that there's so many people who are amazing at that and I follow all of them on TikTok Mm -hmm. but for me I was like no I need to it needs to be produced it needs to be character driven it needs to look good in order to set us apart so I think
1: benefit from the editing process and Mm -hmm. some people are just better raw and that's yeah. all there is to it. And, there, like, Irma Bombeck used to um, – she she was a – I'm sure you're familiar. I have no idea who this is. Yeah, this was for you. Um, so Irma Bombeck was a comedic writer. Uh, she did a couple books about life in the suburbs in the 60s, and she was sort of like um, – Like, imagine if Joan Rivers were a housewife and, like, that's it. (laughs) Okay. She was, like, acerbic and funny, but also very insightful. Okay. So she did really well on paper, but she also became a host of Good Morning America in the 70s. And I've watched old clips of her because I really admired her writing. Um, I – she was one of the few authors that my grandmother had in her house. And so when you're stuck at grandma's and there's only kids Nickelodeon on and you're tired, you sit down and start reading books that you have no business reading. Uh, And so I got addicted to Irma Bombeck in like second grade. And so so anyways, um, she always was just not as funny when I looked her up on like YouTube clips later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her interviews were not gut busting hilarious like her uh, books were. Mm -hmm. And I brought it to my dad and he said that she benefited from editors. Uh, Some people just need a little more polished to be to to give their best selves and there's nothing wrong with that you know like not wanting to be published is not a problem yeah i
2: also i also think it's uh it's a, also a matter of time like i there's i could you know or you could do a TikTok or i could do a TikTok and be great and then all of a sudden because of the TikTok economy, you have to do another one the next day.
0: <laughs>
3: oh and
2: God. I don't want to do anything that often. So no. this sort of suits us where we're like, we, we spend a yeah. lot of time developing and then uh, producing.
3: Yeah,
0: and- one project adi- a
3: a year would be like <laughs> ideal for us. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, TikTok exhausts me. Like I love scrolling through it, but I cannot imagine the pressure you must feel to like constantly produce. Um, but yeah, so tell us about... Um, um, well actually we' we'll, we'll we'll go into it in more detail but so the reason you guys are here <laughs> um, is because you are kickstarting another project um, about the headless horseman uh, legend right uh, so why don't you tell us about that and then kind of go into yeah like what is your what is your methods and process for for doing these kinds of projects
2: well um I guess to backtrack a little to something Sinead mentioned before we are we were Raised in a suburb of Boston, um, Marblehead, which is mm. right next to Salem, which is Love pretty it. famous mm-hmm. for being spooky. And uh, we both worked in Salem at uh, at a couple of the museums for mm. for a family that owned a bunch of museums. Yeah. And um, so growing up there, we just like we just got into really spooky stuff, like the paranormal. The um, Halloween was our favorite. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, holiday growing up so stories like the legend of sleepy hollow just sort of resonated with us from a very young age um so that's kind of how we well you want to talk about your fanfic oh, days yeah. also
3: and i as a teenager was a huge um purveyor of fanfiction. fiction incredible
1: I are love, we best friends yeah <laughs> <become> best friends
3: <laughs> on fanfiction <laughs> fanfic.net And I I was such a little nerd and I just, you know, had candles everywhere in my room and was always doing spells and writing fan fiction for like the Phantom of the Opera and Pride and Prejudice and Sleepy Hollow. So I was a huge Tim Burton fan. Oh my God, yeah.
1: Fuck, I love you so much.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody did when I was 14.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I would have. If we were in the same city. (laughs) Right, had we been together, we would have been BFFs forever. Yeah. Uh, yep. And it would have been, I would have written in your yearbook, stay cool. Yep. And you would have, cause you're still awesome. Yeah,
3: I am still the same person I was when I was 14, uh, which is neither here nor there. But mm-hmm. I loved Tim Burton and I loved his Sleepy Hollow movie. And I, from a young age was like, but what if it was a comedy though? Oh. What if the <laughs> head was just a chill guy just <laughs> trying to live his life without a head. And that was fun. So I wrote um, a really bad fan fiction about that and many other things under many pseudonyms
1: on fanfiction. did we find this fanfiction on the internet? Somewhere. You
3: might be, if somebody did find one of my names. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Did, and I never responded to them. They were like, <laughs> is this you? And I was like, we will
1: not be talking about it. I will this. neither <laughs> confirm nor deny.
3: <laughs> Silence.
1: Oh, I, I love so, a good fanfiction. Yeah.
3: So we've done, yeah, we did Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Party. We did a little of a and We did lots of things that are in the public domain. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of years ago, Sean and I were um doing a project where we had to go and spend some time in San Diego. It was like an immersive theater thing at Comic-Con and we had a day off and we were just hanging out. We went to Coronado. We're big mm-hmm. Veronica Mars fans. So we did like the rounds at uh, all the sets for Veronica Mars, and then we found ourselves on the beach with a margarita, and we were like, "What's our next show going to be?" And we were tossing around this idea of doing like a comedy, Sleepy Hollow.
2: Sitcom. Yeah, it started off like a sitcom. It was also kind of funny because the 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 beach margarita su- summer and San Diego vibes were yeah. the complete opposite of what we were. Trying to come up with, mm-hmm. um, and then as things happened with us, uh, it got more complicated, and we were like, we just kept introducing more wrinkles. Like, well, what if there, what if there's a mystery, and what if they're trying to find the head, and like, what if this character's in it, and what if we bring in another uh, Washington Irving story, um, and sort of try to tie it all together, and uh, and then we got by the end of that. Um, hang, uh, I guess, we, chill hang. Uh, super chill hang. Uh, we got super excited and like, in a way that I hadn't been in a while about um, about a big project. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Very exciting. I'm sorry. I'm just like so jazzed <laughs> about this project. You actually in your promotional material for your Kickstarter, uh, which we will post. Mm-hmm. Um, I backed it last night. And I was so excited because you hit on a lot of my favorite aesthetic things. Um, For example, you reference uh, my favorite show and one of our favorite listeners' favorite shows, uh, Pushing Daisies. Oh, yeah. Best show, in in my humble opinion, it's not humble. I really mean this. Uh, It's fantastic. (laughs) It was the best show ever made. The production quality was astounding. And then uh, the reason that I backed at the Bell Witch level (laughs) is because that's the first level where you get an Abigail Larson print. You did the
3: right thing. It's the (laughs) best.
1: Oh my God, I love her so much. I, I have a bunch of her prints. Um, I've actually, like, my husband has once again tried to cut me off from buying <laughs> things. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, it's a really exciting project. A lot of the aesthetics that you guys are uh, purchasing into, uh, buying, what's the I want? Purchasing sh- Shut up, you know what I mean. <laughs> a lot of the aesthetic uh, touch pieces that you reference mm-hmm. uh, are so- cherished by a lot of our listeners would you like to talk a little bit more about some of those inspirational pieces and what you want to draw from each one
0: sure
3: Sure.
1: yeah
3: well like the pushing daisies aspect for instance our um so we are keeping some of the like episodic sitcom elements of that which is like in every episode of pushing daisies he like can touch someone and bring them back to life and then we find out how they died so in this version of Sleepy Hollow, every episode, the Headless Horseman is going to like try on a new head in their uh, journey to find their head.
0: Oh, how many <laughs> yeah. loose heads are just laying around here? <laughs>
2: well, it's, it's Sleepy Hollow, so a lot. I guess minute. so, yeah. So yeah, anytime he puts on a head, uh, he becomes whoever that person was mm-hmm. in life. And um, the characters do this so, so that they'll, you know, so that they can have a character who will help them but uh this new character often ends up throwing a wrench into yeah. everybody's plans so um that was a fun way to just that was a very Pushing Daisies sort of whimsical twist that mm-hmm. that uh, I mean it just reminded us of mm-hmm. like Pushing Daisies of iZombie that kind of yeah. thing where there's like almost like a new character and like Whole new series of, of mm-hmm. unfortunate events. Whoa, <laughs> oh, a segue. segue
3: <laughs> so yeah, I, a series of unfortunate events was like so epic to me growing up because I'm all I've always been like fascinated by children's horror and just like the idea that children can be scared and deal with it. I was a huge goosebumps kid and. I mean, Series of Unfortunate Events is just so smart for like, and just trusting kids to be like, all right, people die and it's spooky and it's weird and (laughs) you're going to be an orphan, I don't know. And I think from, we're taking a lot of aesthetic cues for our show, we want Mm. the world to kind of look like that. Almost like, it is modern, but we kind of want it to have like that Victorian sort of essence to it. Mm. Like dark, spooky, foggy. We just like mixing that Mm. with really funny
2: stuff. And it's also got a very, it it does something where it sort of mashes up a lot of different tones mm-hmm. it's very whimsical and spooky and a little disturbing and um it has a, a fun narrator and yeah. we, we like that aspect of it too so yeah I'm yeah I guess we're, we're just sort of like mm-hmm. picking all these things that we like yeah. from things that we like and-, and then
3: we we also love I think we mentioned Shit's Creek in the Kickstarter video and yes. Not only that, but like, I just, I rewatched all of parks. My boyfriend had never seen it. So we just finished it. And what we love about those comedies in particular is that it's funny and it starts off irreverent and you're like, these people are mean. And that's funny (laughs) because they're just mean. But then it turns out it's about heart and it's about making connections. And Mm. in the end, we are softies. And although we like spooky murder, we want everyone to love each other.
1: (laughs) Sure. I was actually going to comment that your uh, sweater is very David Rose. I think he would love it.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, For those of us who are listening to this, which is everybody. This is an audio medium. (laughs) uh, She's wearing a shirt. It's uh, black and white with a really cute little bow detail at the neck, and it's covered in bats. bats. I love it. So cute. Be still my pastel goth heart. Um, fan- All right, so we have a couple more questions on uh, I mean, our phone that we put away.
0: We we panicked, thought of a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> but I was really interested in how um, you do kind of mix so many different tones and different stories. And, and in this, you're taking a very old American legend and bringing it to modern day and... And making things funny that weren't originally supposed to be funny <laughs> like what so what is what is that like how do you find that tone between like the spooky and the funny and the and you know mixing all those together
2: um
3: a lot of it is just guessing yeah. like we wrote a full-length pilot version of this that we hope to one day you know be a show on it or will be like or something <laughs> And we read it with a group of friends and we were just like, Mm -hmm. hope this works. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what we're doing is I'm not like, oh, wow, we're such mavericks in the world of TV, but it is niche and weird and we hope that it works. And so far it has, so far we found our little internet audience that likes it. Um, yeah
2: Yeah. and I don't yeah I don't we don't go into things thinking like well here's the math of how to mash this Mm -hmm. genre up with this and make it make sense it's just sort of like yeah I don't know like a lifetime of watching other things that we like that do this like all the way like like when Looney Tunes when we would watch Looney Tunes and they did it and they would do like a weird horror horror movie parody but with Bugs Bunny I don't know I feel like maybe it's just sort of so you, you you experience something so much that it's sort of just in you and then you just put it out into the world. And also we have a great team that's helping us. Our mm-hmm. director, Joe Stribling is like, well, as soon as we met with him um, to direct Poe Party, uh, he felt it and we felt it like we just got each other. Like he understood, he was on our page from the mm-hmm. beginning and just everybody yeah. who shows up, all, we our cast, most of our cast are people that we, We've known, we've been out here for a long time and we know so many talented people that should all absolutely be series regulars on shows Mm -hmm. and it's not, and it's a crime. So we were like, we now we get to cast these incredibly talented people Mm -hmm. and they kind of are on our wavelength. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot about that. It's a lot about putting together a team that's like has the same vision.
0: Yeah, it's been very uh, fun to kind of watch from, from series to series that you guys do and pro- different projects to, to kind of like start to recognize the actors and be like, oh, that's okay. I you know, It's very kind of Shakespearean to have like a very yeah. a company of people.
1: Oh, yeah, and kind of,
0: well, that's fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. I actually, I think it speaks very well of you um, personally that not only do you work with the same people again and again, I'm I'm a project coordinator and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there are some people who I would not put them in a, I would not trust them to put a flyer Dishes. together. <laughs> so, so when you work with the same people, that's a high level of communication. It's a high level of joy that you're bringing to the work. And a lot of workplaces don't have that. So you guys are really lucky, but it speaks well of you personally too. What also speaks very per- well personally of you, uh, I went on a deep dive for information, getting prepared last night. There's a fine line between doing your
0: homework and then
1: just being a total creep. Listen, oh, and we walk that line very delicately. I... I don't i smash (laughs) right on through uh so i was watching some of your old kickstarter funding videos Mm -hmm. uh, and it was so fun uh i you know after a while first you're very immersed in like the the room with the couch and the pork candy I don't know what the, I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying. What? <laughs> there was this dish. <laughs> <two laughs> they had created a charcuterie board for the first, uh, oh, for the live stream. Oh, for the yeah. Live stream. Candy oh yeah. Candy pork. Yeah. pork. Uh-huh. I have no idea what this is. It was slightly blurry in the picture. And so you get adjusted to what's going on in the picture as people like move around and do things and mm-hmm. put names on the wall. And mm-hmm. then I started really paying attention. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I started really paying attention to what your fans were saying. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, as people were contributing to the Kickstarter, if they increased, they would go on the wall. Yeah. And there was so much engagement from people who knew you. Uh, can you tell us about what it was like to build that kind of fan base and and sort of um, who your greatest supporters have been?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, f- well, first off, the, the quality will be better going forward because we upgraded our internet. So you'll that be was able a
1: problem to- right <laughs> away.
2: <laughs> um our fans are incredible I every periodically I'm just like yeah I I just re- realize like how lucky we are. They are so smart and so engaged and I love interacting with them and I love being able to do stuff and, and throw in Easter eggs and know that they're gonna pick up on that's so mm-hmm. it's so rewarding to do to, to do this and know you're not doing it out into a void that there are people watching yeah. and people who appreciate it. And um, they, yeah, we've, we've sort of um, cultivated that since the beginning, unknowingly probably mm-hmm. because when we started, we were tapping into that literary web series um, fandom. That's mm.
3: what happens when you are going for a niche of like literary <laughs> historical nerd girls. Yeah. You're gonna get people <laughs> like me at, at, at age 14 who are like, this is my life now.
0: Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> I yeah, I feel like you picked the exact kind of uh, cross section or like niche interest of like very obsessive. Like yeah. I'm gonna go all in on this yeah. one thing, and it's and, also
3: terrifying because yeah. we have everybody's so great, and we have a Discord, and we're very, we chat with our patrons, and we have such lovely discussions during the live streams. And if we were ever to like become successful. Oh in, no. in, a, in, in like a, 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 a monetary <laughs> way way <yeah. laughs> we are we are so successful and yeah. running so successful we get to you know the yeah. scary people are going to come out the people uh-huh. who can't please the people yeah. who this is
1: not for and that's a little scary yeah <laughs> yeah it's intimate so we've only had small tastes of that with our small podcast and uh it's been enough that we don't necessarily want to get bigger. <laughs> Alex, right. What yeah. if we stay exactly where we are yeah. with all the nerds <laughs> at the band camp? No one else can start listening to us. That's right, just I, kidding.
2: I, I think it's there is a point where you just kind of have to be like, okay, I'm turning that part mm-hmm. off. I'm not gonna pay that much attention to it. But then you sad. lose out on all the great people who mm-hmm. really are are super decent and love what you're doing. And um, yeah, uh, there, was one, there was one thing, uh, when we did Poe Party, our first series, our first big series, we filmed an epilogue, because it was a stretch goal, and we reached it. So we shot a little epilogue for the show. And then we decided to do an online sort of scavenger hunt for our fans, um, for them to unlock the epilogue early. Mm-hmm. And so we set up the we set up clues, we used like past videos, we went in and did like, we played with the captioning on yeah. videos so that they made have like to a like. Cipher. Yeah, and then it it blew up. People loved it, and people and they were so smart. Like, we were worried that that we made it too hard, and. Yeah. <laughs> they, they blew us away. They like, yeah. they figured it out and it was so fun.
1: To- incredible. Can I tell you, I'm having such a Ron Swanson reaction. I'm like, there's a puzzle a to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, Oh, you're so you're going for the Taylor Swift approach. I'm like, Let's well, just just... Capitalize And random that's letters. the difference between Jen and I. <laughs> that is so exciting. What a fantastic stretch goal. I was so impressed with your Kickstarter and the levels that you offered Um, I, there was so much buy-in and things that I was really interested in. I love the pins, uh, for like bronze babes and stuff. Sorry. I went deep. You're going all in on Yeah. I was really excited. Please. This is the point of this. Right. This Kickstarter, (laughs) like I'm always really nervous about Kickstarters because I have funded them before and, and they didn't meet their goal. And then you're just kind of out of pocket. And, um, this is I not love a sure big. thing, yeah. and you guys are a sure thing. I am. I. I. I genuinely would encourage everybody who's listening to this mm-hmm. to fund this Kickstarter, whatever level you're comfortable with. Go to with. Kickstarter,
0: fund it, make Kate's money worth it. It's true. Well, my money's
1: <laughs> going to be worth it regardless. But um if, if for no other reason than because Dan told me not to, and I did it anyway. A little, ha ha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. So it's going to be so fantastic. These levels are really fantastic. Uh the the level that I did did come with that Abigail Larson print she's my favorite artist hands down um are you familiar with her work she's up in my library
0: I'm not because again I am less me
1: in me. the room no it's okay right. it just <laughs> means that you probably like went to parties with alcohol in high school oh I assure you I did not <laughs>
3: <laughs> neither did I no
1: nope, I'm here either you was, know what's really funny i totally did i used I to steal drugs yeah you were you were the cool
0: kid i was at home watching lord of the rings
3: yeah same yeah, i was uh-huh. in my friend's face he listened mm. to some npr and then would turn on some bbc brian prejudice.
1: Oh, absolutely
3: Ooh.
0: Mm.
1: sounds like a g- great party that is actually exactly the kind of parties we throw here
3: i'm a caricature of myself at this point
1: about- well speaking of caricatures who was your favorite character to write? Did you like connect or put yourself into any of these characters as you were writing? For
3: Headless. For Headless.
1: For Headless, yes. Oh boy. Or actually for any of them. We're here to talk about yeah, you. You know.
3: Man, who is my favorite? There's there's just so many. We've been having a lot of fun putting a different spin on Brom Bones, who's usually like the antagonist of Sleepy mm. Hollow. We've made him like a super woke bro who's like trying to do the right
0: thing, mm-hmm. but maybe he He's a himbo? Himbo. Yeah. yeah. I love a himbo. Oh, that's so good. He's
2: fully in that mode of like, he's a frat guy, but then he catches himself and yeah. he's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not what my book said.
3: Women aren't property. We yeah. can't, you can't. You can't. You can't say that yeah. anymore.
2: Um, He's so fun. And mm-hmm. I think people are going to love him. And I'm really excited yeah. about his arc. Over the mm-hmm. show. It's
3: played by our dear friend Gabe Greenspan, mm-hmm. who we wrote the role for, and it cannot be played by anybody else.
2: Mm-hmm. We told Gabe, like, <laughs> we're, we're you know, we're filming in September and, and we've cast the show, and there's gonna be um, problems, scheduling problems that arise, mm-hmm. and we'll roll with the punches. We may have to recast, it happens. But if G- if something happens with Gabe, then the show like we just postpone we the, the, the entire show. show. <laughs> like we cannot yeah. Recast that. It just doesn't go for.
0: So he's not allowed to get
1: any cool projects. That yeah. you know, yeah. more importantly, allowed. he's not yeah. allowed to get COVID. Right, Delta variant is not a joke. Everybody yeah. get vaccinated. Don't bring it down, Kate. <laughs> I'm not bringing it down. I'm being very serious about a global pandemic. <laughs> um, so, harkening back to another project that you had, um, mm-hmm. you the Poe murder mystery. Uh, We love which fully
0: I like. That's the one I was like. I watched. I feel like I watched it as it came out, and but I was just not like. I'm not great at puzzles, so I was not figuring it out with the rest of the fans but okay. <laughs> i loved
1: it nobody's gonna judge you for that everyone
0: go to youtube watch it well, yeah.
3: that's fine i like yeah. to watch mysteries that way sometimes too mm-hmm. where i'm just like i'm here
0: for the ride I i'm just here yeah yeah I'm just here to enjoy it i'm not here to yeah. guess what happens next
2: <laughs> also i think i rewatched um one of the later episodes recently or i didn't rewatch it i think mary-kate was re-watching it and i just like walked by and i was like <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> I have no clue.
1: who. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Uh-oh. That is fantastic. <laughs> so for that, uh, you included a bunch of different authors. Mm-hmm. How did you pick and choose who would go in and who would not?
3: Yeah. Yeah, how did we? How did we? We had a lot more. Mm-hmm. And we ended up cutting some. Basically, yeah. we ended up trying to choose people who would be great foils for Edgar Allan Poe who were different enough, like Nathaniel Hawthorne didn't make the cut because he's too similar. Yeah. He's probably a little less emo, but it would yeah. have just been kind of a similar vibe. Right. Somebody who we thought with like a persona as an author that we could really caricature and make really funny. Mm-hmm.
2: And then after a while, like, so at first it was like, well, clearly Ernest Hemingway is going to be in this. Yeah. Oscar Wilde is going to be in this. And then, a- and then we had a, a, a much bigger group. And then after a while we were like, okay, but the plot, like, w- how does that affect this? And then we realized, oh, these characters here are superfluous. We don't need Henry David Thoreau, mm-hmm. James Joyce. Mm-hmm. We don't need him. Um, and then it just sort of became. It took a wh- it took a while. Yeah. To find, but but we. See,
1: once again, there's the power of editing because mm-hmm. yeah. you turned out a really fantastic product. That was good. Thank yeah. You. Um, Jen, do you want to take a few of the questions that you came up with? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is a much better interviewer than me but I never give her any chance to talk
0: no that's okay um speaking of like writing different characters um as as some people may know who are listening um you also act in these projects um so uh, oh oh, right oh yeah that's us sure Um, I mean yeah a perfect emo Edgar Allan Poe it was fantastic um so uh, do you, when you're writing these projects, do you kind of have in mind already who you personally want to play? Um, like in, have there been any particular favorites of yours?
2: Yeah, so far, that's how it's worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't say for sure that's always how it'll work out. Yeah. But um... I think
3: the only thing we didn't write characters for ourselves for was Little women mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. wrote that and then we were like, who wants to be who? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and then as far as favorites, like, yeah, I mean, Edgar Allan Poe is, is so fun to, to perform. Mm -hmm. Um, he's very, um, insecure and is constantly trying to pretend he's a lot cooler than he is, but is constantly being cut down by everything and everyone and trying to let it, um, you know, not be bothered. Trying to trying to show that he's not bothered by it, and failing. And I love characters like that. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've been doing some version of that my whole career. And it's almost unhealthy to keep playing him at this point because it's like I, I <laughs> don't want to get easy. too comfortable. Yeah. yeah, it's like a bag of tricks, and I mm-hmm. and I want to move away from it. But we just we just did a thing as Poe and Lenore for the Historic House Trust mm-hmm. Gala, uh, the Historic House Trust of New York City. We hosted their annual gala, which was Mm -hmm. virtual this year, and we did it in characters Poe and Lenore. And it's been years since we've we've done Poe and Lenore, and it was just like so easy to get
3: back. We wrote the script in like a day, and we were Mm -hmm. just like, "Cool, we'll just film it." And Mm -hmm. we're these characters now, and
1: yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That also, uh, that is the coolest job I've ever heard of. We are, uh, well, especially me, I love a historic house.
0: Oh. I do too. But yeah, of course. <laughs> Don't cut so, me
1: out of this. No, I'm sorry. What I meant was, if you're ever on my Facebook, it's basically just oh, like- Oh, but
0: you're- Yeah, you're, houses, you go for the like, propaganda Zillow properties.
1: Like, well, Zillow properties, and I'll do the historic ones too, but yeah. Uh, I want um, me a haunted-ass house.
0: That's oh, what dang. I go for. I'm Some really of, of these houses I'm,
2: definitely dang. haunted.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, Poe, I think, lends himself so much to- just an awkward comedy like it's surprising honestly that it's not done more in that tone
2: (laughs) yeah i agree because he takes himself so seriously and there's nothing funnier
0: (laughs) it's really yeah everybody else is just like no (laughs) no i feel like i feel like every other adaptation of poe just ends up with him being like i don't know i'm just all i can think of is a john cusack one and he was just like so serious yeah
1: (laughs) but this was also a guy who wrote a murder story about a gorilla, yeah. like, killing people. He's just a no guy, just brilliant. trying
0: to make it through in the world. Yeah.
1: Ridiculous.
2: And it's and it takes itself so seriously. And I yeah. love the idea that, like, no, he's never getting the reaction he wants mm-hmm. in our world.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nobody cares.
0: Yeah. That's it's celebrated. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, okay, so should we pivot back to um, your... Uh, headless horseman project do we have any i don't i feel like i'm running out of questions all right i have a nerdy question okay go for it
1: i want to talk a little bit about the framework of the story because you guys have included something that a lot of uh people who've interpreted the sleepy hollow tale don't do so some of my like a lot of us are familiar with for example the disney story the disney cartoon Mm -hmm. of ichabod crane Mm -hmm. uh, which borrows a little bit from wind in the willows uh a lot of a lot more people are probably familiar with the tim burton johnny depp hell yeah what was that 1990 mm-hmm. something yeah. yeah i think yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. More in there um and then more recently on cbs i mm-hmm. believe uh there was a sleepy hollow adaptation oh, the tv show i completely yeah. forgot. the first right season now. was really dope i will say that um So we have all of these iterations and they all take Sleepy Hollow as a standalone project, but the original novel, which uh, was actually, I believe, published as installments, uh, 1819, 1820, is within the framework of gentleman Cran, i can't his first name is Giles. jeffrey jeffrey, jeffrey, jeffrey Cran, <laughs> and so he's like writing about this like specific place in upstate new york yeah where all of these stories and folklore are coming from This is objectively a very spooky place i will i can attest yes um and so you guys are one of the first people to include him as a character in the adaptations i'm familiar with mm-hmm. what brought what brought him into your story
2: I don't, I, I think it's, like you said, like we've never seen anybody do this before. Mm-hmm. And we also went, neither of us watched the-, the
3: I watched the pilot. The,
2: yeah, the show. Mm, the show. I think pilot. I watched the pilot too. And then we um, went through the Wikipedia just to make sure we weren't encroaching on anything. We are. So we aren't. Don't
1: rip them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's very different. I can already tell you that.
2: We. I found it very funny that Washington Irving used so many pen names. He just kept inventing like- Ooh, this character, mm-hmm. this narrator, is going to tell me a story, and yeah. after a while, it's like, man, just write we, know we know who we know.
3: We also have um, a bard, Diedrich yeah. Knickerbocker, who is another one of mm-hmm. the narrators, and, yeah. and- Washington Irving's world and uh, played by John Cozart who's so incredibly talented musician he's in our Kickstarter video
1: oh oh yes uh sorry I'm sorry you guys will all be excited about this because all of you are vintage internet users like me uh right. if you remember back in the early 2010s there was a gentleman
0: early 2010 2010- okay dude
1: that was it's not bad. 11 vintage. years ago okay. <laughs> listen time moves fast there's yep. been a pandemic okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh if you if you remember back there were videos uh where he sang and he told the stories of the disney princesses mm-hmm. after the wedding and they went super viral yeah that's who that is yeah that's oh. our boys yes. wow get hyped as soon as Incredible. like his, his face is the first thing on the screen mm-hmm. in the kickstarter yeah. promotion i was like <laughs> Fuck oh <laughs> so Your core audience. <laughs> like, good. This is touching on my shit. Yeah. I gotta stop touching this table. This <laughs> is touching on my Disney adult like <laughs> um, terrible habits. I know. I'm sorry. It's I, okay. I'm not supposed to be a Disney adult, but I am. Oh, we're. Oh, Disney
2: it's fine. Yeah, we're too. Disney adults. Okay. Thank
1: you. I when you said you were going to Anaheim earlier, I was like, what did you see? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love Disney. It wasn't... We were Disneyland annual pass holders until uh-huh. the oh. pandemic. Yeah. Sad. No longer, but it'll yeah. come back.
1: Mm-hmm. the world will start again yeah. Yeah. anyway so yeah,
3: John John Cozart, um plays Diedrich Knickerbocker and he will be kind of like a traveling bard who will be sort of our framework for the show he was kind of inspired by that little bard and uh, Gilmore Girls who's just kind of always there the, <gasps> yeah. the busker though. yeah the busker but he'll I think he'll be
2: helpful good, good? too oh, yeah no helpful, no, no.
3: Yeah. Oh, them are good I think he'll be helpful to like push moving along the story mm-hmm. and recapping and doing all that sort of I stuff. think yeah
2: we knew we wanted that kind of character and then we realized oh the story already incl- we're not inventing anything because mm-hmm. the story already has that framework yeah. of like here's a narrator who's telling you the story and mm-hmm. then that's within a larger framework of like mm-hmm. this other guy who we we are borrowing his name Jeffrey Crayon he's mm-hmm. not he doesn't have the same sort of um uh, he doesn't, we don't use him the same way as Washington Irving did. We just kind of took his name, but Diedrich Knickerbocker, we're definitely yeah. using.
3: And we've got some Rip Van Winkle in there as yeah. well. We're really you. Yeah. you gotta. You
1: gotta. <laughs> I'm so excited about this project. I just... I'm so jazzed, and I, I'm so flattered that you guys wanted to talk to us about it at all because yeah. it's exactly the sort of thing that we love.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it, it was like it was amazing to that I like didn't even think of it myself. Where I was just like, oh, of course, like we're per- the perfect like making fun of shit like comedy, but also history <laughs> and like spooky stuff. Like yeah. that's like just what Ideal. we love. And I, I love as as you're describing like all your different like uh, references that you're making um it's just basically like so you took everything that you love and put it in a blender and it turns out great
1: like it's fantastic isn't that exactly what salsa is like yeah. you just take everything that's <laughs> and you throw it in there and you eat it with <laughs> exactly. and that's amazing we
3: want to be the salsa of the internet the spooky that's
1: <laughs> honestly I think you're there the I think you're there sense. already <laughs> but the the opening promotional video got me so excited uh the comedy and the pacing The like he pulls a coin out from his ear and the tips a hat and all the coins fall out it was just so clever and so zippy mm-hmm. uh please everybody go check out this kickstarter mm-hmm. uh get get with me on this uh on this plan to fund this project because it's well worth our time mm-hmm. uh closing thoughts should we I don't I don't want to take up anybody's time too no, no, much.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a. I think we're good. Um so you your kickstarter runs through the 18th, so you got to yeah. act very fast. Yeah, this is yeah. not
1: for play play. Let's all move.
0: July 18th. Yeah. Um and then uh, what you the, the production process you're what, filming in September and then- That's the plan right
3: mm-hmm. now, yeah. Things mm-hmm. could change, but right now we have some soft holds on various right. locations. Yeah, yes.
2: once, uh, once the Kickstarter ends, we there's some time before our, the money clears and then we can start putting down deposits and then everything yeah. becomes very real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're excited to to get this out because we were supposed to launch this kickstarter last march Mm -hmm. so we
0: (laughs) what happened then (laughs) nothing we were just
2: really yeah yeah. yeah. we just got really busy with other stuff and you know um so we've been sitting on this for so long Mm -hmm. and we're so excited to actually make it and get it out there
0: it's exciting to have things happening again so yeah everyone check it out um is there uh, we'll we'll put um you know, links to things in the description and we'll we'll plug it on our social media. Are there any other specific things you want to plug? Uh, your personal social media is anything.
3: What
2: even am I? Uh, are you Sinead Persuade? Yeah, I think is, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure if you yeah, are. Yeah,
3: but it's fine. Yeah. Twitter's fine. I'm just at Sinead Prasad on Twitter. And Try I'm, and spell that.
2: I'm at Sean Persaud MD on Twitter and Instagram because um, I wanted to make my dad proud somehow so uh
1: you got it you got You're that him. md i actually yeah. i i gave up uh well i gave up uh museums uh did not work out for me a couple years ago i can't mm-hmm. get rid of the handle though i'm still yeah. museum kate at museum oh, kate. Yeah? <laughs> yeah can't do yeah. it mm-hmm. um so i i get away with it by just being like oh i'm lazy I, i'll get mm-hmm. around to changing it someday yeah, it's fine i'm never gonna yeah. change it to software kate yeah. that's so dull no Ugh
0: uh yeah so uh check them out check out the kickstarter check out uh their other projects um we'll we'll put links to all those in the description and as well as links to find us you, you know where we are um but thank you uh sean and sinead so much for uh coming on our show and uh, we had Bye. such a lovely time
1: chatting with you and Gosh, I'm excited about how Made this. My I really summer. am. <laughs> this I'm, is so so, I'm so, I'm yeah. so jazzed about this project. You guys have no idea.
2: Aww, thank you. So. Thank you for having us too. This yeah, has it's been, been really fun.
3: Fun to talk about it and be like, oh yeah, this is real. This is happening. Uh-huh. It's
0: happening.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the world's going to start
0: again and we're going to do cool things. Yes. Okay. So everyone run to Kickstarter and we will be, this is a, hi- we're still in a hiatus. We're going back into hibernation um and so you won't hear from us until the fall <laughs> unless you're on our facebook which um, you'll talk to me
1: every day then yeah yeah let's be real.
0: we are very present um but until until next time folks um oh do you want to say our sign off we we do a sign off um and it is stay spooky
1: motherfuckers <laughs> if you're comfortable if you're comfortable if you don't yeah. want to okay yeah.
2: Some people- our, our mom will be fine with it okay yeah. cool 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 ready yeah on three
1: one two three stay
0: Stay spooky spooky, motherfuckers motherfuckers. beautiful ah it's perfect
1: i'm sorry mrs persad